Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to season two of the More Jody podcast. I'm the girl who says what everyone is thinking, unapologetically myself all the time. Trust me, I was born this way and it really can't be stopped. This season, I'm sharing powerful conversations and we go deep right off the hop. Sometimes I'm even thrown off by it. Nothing is off the table. The goal of this podcast is that you will laugh, cry, and realize that you're not alone in your struggles, your challenges, your hopes, your dreams. But I have a warning for you. These conversations will make you want to do more, dig deeper, get honest and curious with yourself, and live braver, bolder lives. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Hey, 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 friends. Super excited to be with you here today, sitting in my closet with a glass of wine. This is either a really good moment or I've hit rock bottom, but I'm going to go with the first option. I hope you are having an awesome week so far. I'm honored that you would spend your time with me on this beautiful Wednesday. I hope you're having a beautiful Wednesday wherever you are. And they say, now I say they, and my husband's always like, who are they? Who are these people that say these things? So somewhere someone said that you're not supposed to um, share with people when you're in something, the wisdom that you've learned, you're supposed to wait till you're done. But that's just not how I how I roll. And you guys know I'm a big believer in preaching vulnerability. And so if I'm going to say that and be authentic, which I said last week, I am going to tell you what's going on and hope to inspire and encourage and challenge you in your own lives and how you look at different things. So busyness is a beast. That is our topic for today. And I really would love to hear back from you if this resonates, if this hits you right where you're at. I know I, I, I always pray about these episodes. What do people need to hear? What's most powerful? What's max value this week? And it was so funny last night, Heidi called me. Some of you know Heidi from prior episodes on the podcast. She's my best friend. And she had overbooked herself. So it was so layered last night when she called me and I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm talking about this week. So that affirmation tells me this is coming up for more than just myself. And so, yeah, I thought it was a good topic to dive into as we head into spring and summer. And although we've sped up a lot in the last year and specifically the last months, we are still living in a post pandemic world. So that means I think we need to be really cautious about what we pick up again and do we want to pick those things up again? And, you know, does that serve us? I mean, as far as what we want to get out of life, what our expectations, what our values are, how does it serve us? I will say, I said post, post pandemic world. So tell yourself and your friends, the pandemic is over, spread the word. And when we get cold next fall, let's all just stay home and eat soup. Don't tell the world or the government that you have a cold and just stay home. So in all seriousness, though, if I wasn't controversial, who am I even? Let's be real. So let's be mindful of what we pick up that we put down that maybe we don't need to pick up again. Um, I know for myself, I have a great deal of pride around busyness. I'm very proud always of how productive I can be and how many things I can accomplish. And um, I know at my new job, it's, it's really just about quality and slowing down. And at my old job, it was like the person who gets the most done for the most offices wins. So I was always winning. Um, But in this last month since January, um, being in this new company, I've really slowed down a lot. And it's been super powerful to see what you can learn when you slow down. So yeah, remembering to be mindful 
of what we pick up and that our value shouldn't be attached to our level of utility, our busyness, um, and all of that stuff. So we got to be careful. So I make up like that it's a female thing, but I might be wrong. Um, like many of you, I thrive in chaos. And when I say it's a female thing, what I mean by that is the women before me were all very hard workers, place a certain amount of their identity and worth in being able to serve people and get a lot done. So I am proud of these women and what I've learned from them, but I know that can present and can be unhealthy in our lives. So we have to be cautious, right? So as an Enneagram seven, when I am stressed, I become, I lean more to being an Enneagram one. And that means that I get I go from being like easy breezy, like the fun life of the party to being super laser focused. It's funny because my managing partner at my last um, company, Teresa, she actually loved this about me. She loved because she's super particular and type A. And so when I would kind of rise to her level in that area, she was thrilled that I was stressed. And when I was stressed, she felt like she could really trust me. But um, it was because I had to be super efficient because I was trying to get so much done at that job, right? So out of necessity was where that laser focus grew from. So, however, I don't believe it's healthy for any of our bodies to live in a super stressful environment. And we just have to be really cognizant that we aren't staying in fight or flight. And so speaking back to my, my new job, when I got this new job, coming like comparing it to the stress of the old job, I noticed really quickly that even on my break between my companies, I was creating stress out of my regular day. So noticing my own tendency to like make things stressful because that was really comfortable for me. I'd lived in a really high stressed state for many years. So I have to now choose to recognize this and leave it behind because if we live in a stress vacuum long enough, we start to see overwhelm and as normal and crave it. And I was creating chaos because that was familiar. So do you identify with this? Like, can you see areas of your life where you might do this? You might be creating extra stress. We do that a lot around expectations. We think people want something from us. So we create this unreasonable level of stress in our lives. So last week, I was talking about how every choice you make has a ripple effect and it either leads you closer or further away to the life you dream of creating for yourself and your family, um, closer or further. So the choice is yours, right? Um, something that I've noticed is that we all want something out of our relationships and our experiences. So everything we say yes to and every relationship we are in serves a need in our life. And it can be a positive need or a, an, um, a negative need. It could be the need to feel valued, even though you don't need that from that person. You make up that you do. It could be um, joy. Certain relationships bring you joy. Certain experiences bring you joy. It could be codependence. Like it could be so many things. But I think that we, and sometimes like it's just to have some fun. And we all know I put a lot of value on the having fun bucket. That's my most important bucket. Um, fun and variety are my most important buckets. But we place a level of value on those relationships and those experiences. So I think it's important to go into the spring, the busyness, knowing what we're going to say yes to, but knowing why we're going to say yes to it. So I think knowing what you want out of all your relationships might tell you how you want to spend time in those relationships and how you want to spend your days, what you say yes to. Um, 
So when I said dream a minute ago here, I'm really talking more about what are you committed to on a daily basis? So I always talk about that vision in your life. Do you know the life you want to have and what's in the gap between where you are now and how you get there? Living mindfully means taking stock of all of it, right? So if you're committed to something, you can get out of alignment really quickly. But when you slow down, you get mindful, take stock of your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions and your responses. And when I get out of alignment, it usually means a few things have gone askew. But before I tell you mine, do you know when you are out of alignment? Do you know what causes friction in you? These are keys to self-awareness and emotional intelligence. Recognizing, having um, the mental capacity to slow down, to look at yourself from the outside, to ask or be honest, like, am I overreacting? What is this response from? What's happening here? So these choices that we make, they impact every era of our life. And what if you don't choose your busy together? with your spouse. Because when you don't choose busyness together, it can lead to resentment. So when resentment sets in, we know this can be the end of relationship sort of stuff. And so we can't, we have to do everything we can to avoid resentment setting in. And the desire to stay in a fight, because if you decide to be gracious and nice to your spouse, you feel like they won. Holy crap. How does that sound? Right there. The desire to stay in a fight when you could choose being gracious and kind to your spouse, but you feel like that means they won. That's sort of the same as like not wanting to forgive somebody because then you feel in some way like you're saying what they did is okay and you're not. So it's kind of a, just a mindset shift. Mind, whoa, mind, mindset shift. Um, so last week I was really struggling. I was really frustrated and I was asking like my husband has overbooked us. I'm just going to say it. He doesn't listen to the podcast. It's fine. Let me take a sip of my wine. Get ready for this story. But my kids are in a lot of things right now. And we didn't talk about it as a family before. We didn't agree on it all together. And last week it felt like everything really came to a head. And I was really mad. And I was driving my son to football. And I, I just he wanted to chat and I was like, I, bud, like I can't chat right now. I just need to be quiet. I need to just be introspective. I need to go in because I knew that the level of anger I was feeling wasn't, nothing good was going to come out of my mouth in that situation. And so I started praying like a gritted teeth, begrudgingly praying like, God, I'm so mad right now. And I just need your help. And I kept praying and it was funny because I called my friend Amy, shout out to Amy if you're listening. I called my friend Amy because her kids have always been in a lot of activities and I thought I'm going to get her perspective. She sees it a lot like my husband. She's going to offer me a different perspective. She did, but I got off the phone and I was still no further ahead and I was like, I just need to pray about this. I need to just sit here and I need to pray about this. And I prayed that God would open my eyes and change my heart and like help me to communicate with my spouse what was up in this situation, help him to see it like see all the different sides, you know, and how this impacts our kids and the choices that we make and how we need to make them together, blah, blah, blah. And so you have to be careful when you seek advice from people because they can't be directly impacted by your decision. So because they have bias then, right? So it takes a strong person to look outside of their bias and that's very hard for humans. So it's good to ask a friend, 
like, am I wrong here? Am I out of line? And really encourage your friend to tell you that you're wrong if they feel that way, because not a lot of people are used to um, their friends asking them this. So it's really important. So I really said like, am I out of line? And she offered me so many awesome perspectives. And I think the real thing in this situation came down to the fact that we both want different things from putting our kids in stuff. And so when we start to notice in situations with our partner or our friends or our family that we're getting hot, slow down, get curious. Like, why am I so mad about this? What is this about? What am I losing out on? What am I, you know, what need isn't being met in this situation or this relationship? And when we start asking ourselves so angrily and deeply, what is wrong with someone else? That's when we know we really need to take a full stop. And so I was deep in my head and asking myself, what's going on? Why am I so mad? Why am I reacting? What's the root? And that's what I realized. We all just wanted different things. All four of us in our family want different things out of the things that we are doing. I want to love my family by feeding them super healthy and caring for their spirituality and making sure that they get outdoor time and having conversations with them and understanding where they're at and coaching them personally. That's what I want to do with my family. I don't care really where we do it, typically, on the way to an arena, having general conversations, going for walks, like whatever. My husband is about providing opportunities for them, pushing them to grow differently than me, but similarly as well. But my kids want different stuff out of it too. And they're at an age like nine and 11. We have to consider what are they wanting out of this? And as I sat and thought about it, I was like, my oldest one, he was literally like wiggling his butt at us from the third base. And I'm like, okay, so my oldest one just wants to make people laugh. On the bench, his own family, whoever's present, he wants to make people laugh all day, which I love and appreciate because he makes me laugh all the time. My other son is hyper competitive. He wants everything to be perfect. He wants everyone to try really hard. He wants to run super fast and he wants to win. But when I realized we all had a different desire that was competing against one another, because it shouldn't compete. They can work together if you've sat down and discussed you're busy and discussed how you're gonna do it and what matters to everybody. Um, but we each, when we each have a competing factor, it, there's a lot of friction. Like, heck yeah, my husband wants to create opportunities. I kind of want to keep people at home, have them um, experience lots of time outside in nature. Like one kid wants to win. One kid wants to make jokes. You can kind of start to see where our different desires are going to be like just causing a lot of friction. So the sick thing is, the human thing is, sometimes I just want to be mad at my husband. I want to be right. Like, don't we all feel that? I want to be right. And I notice it and I can see in that moment, I can feel in that moment. And that's what I want you to think about today is those moments when you've been, when you've been in a fight or the beginning of a potential fight that you could start with your spouse, where you feel that, that deep anger and a real strong pull towards shutting them off, cutting them out, going silent um, punishing them or something. And what I realized was if we look at our four core values, it's either to look good, to feel good, to be in control, or to be right. Definitely, I wanted to be right. And forsaking the relationship. And that's what we can do sometimes. And honestly, when I look at that, I'm like that right there 
is a perfect picture of the sinfulness of the human heart. And that goes back to where I say that every day you need to spend time being still, being quiet, talking to God, asking, giving him back your life every day. God, I submit my life back to you and I pray you will make something beautiful from it. Save me from myself. Because we are so quickly pulled back to our human nature and it is sinful and it doesn't benefit relationships and it doesn't build beauty in those relationships. And so what do you want out of those relationships? Because I knew in that moment I could shut my husband out. I can go quiet and it's going to create, it's going to put us into a cycle. Like we've been married 14 years and I know what kind of cycle this is going to cause. And to you listening, this might sound stupid like that it's over something like activities that were, you know, whatever, but we all have these places. So yours is just different than mine. And I hope you don't do this. I hope you're like, I got to shut this off. This isn't relating at all. That's great. Um, but I think if Jonathan and I both decide to be assholes and sit in our pride, we are in big trouble and we could choose to enter a very deep valley by choice. Wow. Doesn't that just seem like dangerous? And so how many times have we done this, whether it's with um, a family member, your in-laws, your whoever, how many times have we done this, voluntarily entered a valley because we want to be right, we want to look good, we want to feel good, or we want to be in control. And the lie is that on the other side of that, that you actually feel good, look good, are in control, or are right. It's just a matter of your perspective again. And what are you willing to risk in those moments. And so I'm just wanted to share honest with you, honestly with you about my own life and my own little family and how I just saw it this week so differently. And and I wanted to come back and I wanted to have a fight with my husband, but I made a decision. I was like, I am going to look at this differently. I'm going to tip it upside down because that is what I do well. And I do it with business. I do it with other things. And it really gives me great perspective. And all this, that's when I realized we have competing values. They're all different. We all want something different and no one's wrong. But how could we do this differently next time? And I just think it's really important to look at it that way and protect relationships. Because I will always say your family and your spouse are not there to just please you and make you happy. They are there to help you become your best self. They are there to help smooth off the rough edges, to make you choose grace and kindness and openness instead of closed off conversation or punishing or whatever unhealthy behavior it is. And yeah, I call you to, I, I just want to say like, look for that in yourself, those core desires in that moment when you're really in the heat of it, what are you trying to fulfill? What, which of those core values? So yeah. And I mean, I want to say there is value in being right, <laughs> especially over trivial things like scheduling, but you can't sacrifice the most important relationships in your life. And it doesn't feel good in the end. So in the end, if we decided to learn instead of back away, um, if we decided to connect and ask questions and show up curious, um, I went on a date with my husband and I decided that I wasn't going to talk about this, any of it. I was going to work on connecting with him and nothing else. And it was the best decision of the week. So we ended up, we're still working on it. We're still in the thick of it, like I said, but that's my vulnerability. Just saying to you, like, be in the thick of it with them, but focus on connection 
And then going forward, how do you change your choices? So things that get me out of alignment, not spending time with God and prayer and not reading my Bible, um, connect, not spending time connecting, which is really tough when it's a busyness thing because it's really easy not to connect, right? To become ships in the night and go, 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 go. And you're not sitting down to meals together, which is also one of my huge values is sitting down every day, discussing the day, having super delicious, healthy food, nourishing our bodies, nourishing our hearts. That is one of my values. And guess what? In sports season, when you have four things for one kid and two for another, you don't get to have dinner together. You don't get to be together because you've created this atmosphere that isn't for relationship. It's not pro relationship. But if you know you've committed to it together, you're like, okay, it's just three really busy months. It's okay. We're going to take summer off. One of my rules. Um, we're going to take summer off. We're just going to be at the beach. We're going to have happy hour. We're going to hang out. We're going to be together. We're going to connect. Knowing you have that to look forward to also sustains you. So Third thing, if I haven't been caring for my body in the way I should, if I'm short on water and good nutrition, um, and as an Enneagram 7, I am always in my head. I am a thinker, thinker, thinker. I don't ever say like, I, I feel blah, blah, blah. No, I'm always, I think. So that means for me, I need to get out of my head. And the best way to do that is to get into my body. Get out of my head, heart pumping workout to feel optimal. And that is a very important key thing. Um, and if I haven't spent time laughing with friends like Heidi and Amanda, make me howl all the time. And if I haven't put enough lotion on or changed my underwear. So if you know me really well, you know I love lotioned hands and the feeling of a fresh pair of underwear. So this is really dumb. Like I actually thought, do I say that? But I'm saying it because when you don't feel good in your body, you don't operate you operate at a different level and that's where someone with would say like a different vibration or whatever because you're irritated so what are the things in your life that are necessary to you feeling really good every day and i'm not talking pleasure stuff i'm totally talking little things that you do whether it's like like some people have these diets and they're only allowed to have black coffee and i'm like i want to die like i can't eat a certain way that doesn't allow me to have half and half and coconut sugar. It is just, it is part of my life and it is not something I'm willing to give up for anything. Same thing with changing my underwear, definitely two or three times a day. I just, there's something about it. I put my cozy clothes on after work. It just makes me feel good. So as stupid as that is, I wanted to tell you that. So spend time with God, connect with my husband and kids, care for my body, get my heart pumping, spend time laughing with my friends, make sure my hands aren't dry and cracked and change my underwear. Those are my really important key things that I need to make sure I am doing in my life. And so I want to encourage you, lastly, kind of here is when we're going to pick up new things um, or set down old things mindfully, um, I think it's really important to ask ourselves what value those items hold in our life, right? So something I want to say, like kind of as a side note, you should always go in to a new thing, mindful of what you'll look like when you put that down. How will you put that thing down? And my example is I've seen so many people in leadership leave jobs and just create a ton of chaos before they leave. And it's, it's a, human thing to be like, I want them to miss me. I don't want them to feel like anyone was as good as me. I want them to struggle without me. That's very human. But if we are 
emotionally intelligent enough that we want to leave people better off than we found them, then we have to be really mindful of how we set things down. And that's something I'm really proud of is when I left my last company, I did everything within my power to set that job down and those people that I cared for so gently, providing for them, protecting them until my last day. So anything you're going to take on that's new going forward, really be mindful about how about how that plays out in your life. And and is that something, how long do you think you'll do that thing for? And when you put that down, what will that look like? Obviously, it's just speculation. You don't really know. Um, but I think it's a really important thing to think about is how we put things down. You can have boundaries, but don't glorify busyness and learn to say no and be okay with that. It takes work. I'm really good at it now, but it was really hard at first. Um, so don't hide inside your busyness. Learn to just say no and be honest. So I believe God calls us to a deeper soul searching in the midst of life's tensions. Look deeper, get curious about your reactions, and the bigger the reaction, the deeper the unmet need. So as someone who loves to manage a project, I want to get tangible with you. So I don't know if you're listening and you want to get some paper out. This is where I want to really help you. Um, these are my tips from the trenches, obviously. So when something comes to you personally, ask yourself, is this is spending time with this person going to add value to my life? Is spending time with them about being there for them or adding value to their life? Because serving people matters. And so you decide what level of value you this might have. Okay. What might I be missing out on at home if I say yes to this thing? And how will the other must happen items in my life, like cleaning my house, caring for my Airbnb, volunteering at the church, volunteering at the school, doing my regular day job, how will these things be act, be impacted by this choice? In other words, if it isn't a hell yes, it's a hell no. And remember, this is a really important thing too. We teach the people in our life how to live out their commitments. So we teach them how to care for others, how to say no, and how to spend time getting grounded. Let your kids see you navigate this stuff and talk openly about it because it will help them down the road. So when you're going to do something, say you're kind of spent, but there's you know, a young mom that's just had a baby and you want to make her some meals. I can find energy for that because that like caring for that person and loving them and serving them in that time, because I've been that new mom, I can find energy for that. And that becomes really important to me. Um, but when I know it's more important that you are in it and you know that it's important to you. So there's no resentment. And then when scheduling your kids, ask yourself, does this commitment add value and will it build on my child's character? So a lot of things with sports and stuff really teach them how to lose well, how to how to cheer for others, how to, um, it really does strengthen them. And then is spending time with this group of kids going to bring my kid down or lift my kid up? And has your child identified how important this commitment is to them or is this a make busy project? And it's okay either way. We can choose that for our family because sometimes we need to get them out of the house for certain things. But I think it's good to start to teach your kids about what they commit to. And that when we commit to something, we're going to follow it through. We're going to see it through to the end. And maybe we don't sign up again if we don't like it, but we're going to stay committed for X time period. And will your kids still have time to be bored, time to rest, time to do leisurely things? Being a kid and spending a thousand hours outside in nature is super important for their growth. So I think you should ask yourself those things. And then lastly, 
come together before you make decisions. Talk about what each person wants out of the thing you're committing to. Knowing what we want out of something helps us know if we got what we came for down the road. Did we accomplish what we were trying to get out of this? That might help you know whether you sign up for this thing again or not. And are there commitments in your life currently that you're ready to put down that have run their course? Because I think that your one life, time is your most valuable, non-renewable resource. And so I think it's super important that you, I feel, I think I feel that it's super important that you take the time um, to be mindful about it. And so, yeah, I hope this honest, humble, from the trenches account inspires you this week to get connected, talk to your family about what matters, and just really be present in and mindful in all the things that you take on. And I truly feel like going forward with that attitude, you'll have a way better experience and you will avoid resentment at all costs. Thanks more Jody listeners. I loved having you. I love having my time with you, having your time with me. Share this podcast, please rate and review, subscribe, and I will talk to you next week.